Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the bridge. Would you stand with us this morning if you're not already? Are you ready to worship God today? Come on. We believe that he has done great things for us. Amen. We have a heart full of expectation that he's going to do amazing things this morning as we worship, as we seek his face.
so worthy of all glory, honor, and praise. We give you our lives this morning. We say, have your way in us. Can we just say that? Say, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Come on, say that. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised.
lift your heart and lift your hands and with your own words. Let's just tell God how great he is this morning. Would you join me? Father, we worship you today. We honor you. We glorify you. And we say, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. There's no one like you. Father, you're amazing today. And we worship you. We thank you for all you've done in our lives, for all you promised, all you continue to do. We just honor you today, Father. We're overwhelmed with your greatness. All we can say is, great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Would you lift your voice and just say that with me? Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Say it again. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. We worship you in this place. We honor you, Father. Thank you for your presence here today. We bless you. We bless you today. We bless you, Father. Hey, welcome to the Bridge Church. We're so glad you were here this morning. How many... How many just know God is a great, 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 great God? Great are you, Lord. He's a great God. So glad you are here today. And this, this is a different kind of Sunday. The youth are going to be in service with us today, staying with us. It's up. Yeah. Let's hear it for the bridge youth. It's going to be a great day. I'll tell you, first service was just awesome. This service is going to be great as well. This is a, a praise and prayer Sunday. We're going to praise God throughout the service. We're going to pray over some specific things. And here's the thing. God answers prayer. How many of you know that today? He answers prayer. So I'm going to ask if you would go ahead and just find your seats quietly. Bridge youth, find your seats. One of the things we're going to be doing this morning is partaking of the Lord's Supper together. Here at the bridge, we have what we call open communion. You don't have to be a church member to partake of the Lord's Supper with us. All we ask is that if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we'd love for you to partake with us. When you came through the doors, you should have received the emblems of communion. If you did not receive the communion cup, but you want to partake this morning, just slip up your hand right there where you are. The ushers are in the aisles. They'll help you. If you did not get the emblems of communion, just raise your hand. Got one or two down front here. There we go. If you would, go ahead and open that top layer and take out that piece of bread. This is your first time at the Bridge Church. We welcome you. We're so honored that you're here today. We know there are a lot of great churches in this valley. We're honored you would choose to be here with us today in second service. Thank you so much. If you have any questions today, stop by our Connection Center. It's out that first set of doors immediately to your right. They can answer any questions you might have. You can check out the, the website, thebridgechurch.tv as well. Really honored you're here today. But this is a special time for us. Every couple of months, every three months, we take the Lord's Supper together. Jesus told us to do this as often as we choose to remember him. To remember the fact that his body was broken, that we might walk in health. That his blood was shed, that our sins and past would be wiped away, that we can have life eternal and have that hope within us. From time to time, we partake of this because... We realize, and I want everyone to understand this today, 
Everything you will ever need in this life is available to you because of what Jesus did on the cross. Everything you will ever need, it's already been paid for. It's a matter of us appropriating things by faith. And we do this because we don't ever want to forget that Jesus went to the cross for us. And it wasn't just for an occasion for us to come kneel at the cross and say, God, I'm in, I need forgiveness. It was a matter of us walking and living in that salvation, finding deliverance and wholeness and healing for every area of our lives that comes at the cross. This morning, if you would, let's take the bread in our hands. It was broken. His body was broken for us. Let's partake of the bread together. Jesus also provided the cup. And Jesus said, this is my blood. The blood of a new testament, a new covenant, a new contract and agreement with God. He said, it's shed for you, for the sins of the world. Let's partake of the cup together this morning. Right there where you are for just a moment, in your own way, let's give thanks for what Jesus has done for us. Father... We thank you this morning for the shed blood of our Lord. We're thankful this morning for his broken body. The price of our redemption has been fully paid that everything we will ever need in this life is paid for. We come to you today. We approach you in boldness, with faith, knowing that you honor your word and you'll do everything you promised to us. So we believe you. and We follow closely to you. In Jesus' name. Right now, the ushers are going to come down your aisle. They're going to pass a little container down your aisle. You can drop what remains from communion in that bag and just drop, uh, pass it on down the aisle. And the ushers will pick it up on the other side. This morning is a morning of prayer and a morning of praise, time of worship. We've set aside this entire service to seek God's face. And let me tell you for just a couple of minutes about why we're doing this today and what we've done the last month. In the month of January, each Sunday, I've been teaching a series called Realignment, aligning different areas of our life with God and His Word. Scripture tells us that it's God's will to bless every area of our lives, but His blessing is directly connected to us walking with Him in His truth. So we talked about four areas of life. I won't go back and reteach it today, but I gotta tell you what happened. At the end of last year, I felt in my heart that I needed to read through the book of Leviticus. How many have ever read through the book of Leviticus? It's not the most exciting book in the Bible. It's just not. And because I knew what was in Leviticus, I was like, you know, it, it's all about the Jewish religion and all the offerings and different things. It gets really repetitious. I wasn't really excited about it, but I felt in my heart that I needed to read through the book of Leviticus. So I did so. And I, I picked up some things along the way, but the interesting thing is I got down almost to the end of the book, the next to the last chapter, got to chapter 26, and all of a sudden, reading through the first part of that chapter, I realized why I needed to read Leviticus again. It's because of the promises that God made to us. And I talked about this in January. God gives us principles, then he gives us promises. If we walk in his principles and believe him, he automatically fulfills those promises in our lives. And I felt today, when we did this first service, we're going to do it again now. I felt today that 
God wanted me to read this passage of scripture and just speak it over our church and over those of us who've been hearing this series and who've wrapped our heart and our faith around God's word. Because I believe these are God's promises to us this year. So Leviticus chapter 26, going to begin at verse number one. I want you to follow along with me. Here's the principles. You shall not make idols for yourselves. Neither a carved image nor a sacred pillar shall you rear up for yourselves. Nor shall you set up an engraved stone in your land to bow down to it. For I am the Lord your God. So God basically says, I want to be first in your life. We taught that principle the first Sunday of the new year. Verse number two. You shall keep my Sabbaths and reverence my sanctuary. For I am the Lord. What God is basically saying in this passage of scripture is, I gave you a day every week, every seven days, a day to hit the reset button, to rest, to worship, to recharge your batteries and get ready to face the world. He said, honor it and don't forget about honoring and reverencing my house. Those are the principles. Now let's look at the promises. Verse three, if you walk in my statutes and keep my commandments and perform them, then I will give you rain in its season. How many of you like rain in the rainy season? We need the rain. I'm enjoying the rain. I don't want too much of it at one time, but I'm enjoying the rain. Why? Because it's rainy season. We need it. God said, I'll give you rain when? In its season. The land shall yield its produce, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. How many of you would like to have every area of your life blessed? And you'd like to have produce everywhere you turn? It's there. Verse 5. Your threshing. Now, the, the threshing was the threshing of the wheat. They would harvest the wheat. They would thresh it to separate the grain from the chaff. He said, your threshing shall last. In other words, there'll be so much harvest, your threshing shall last to the time of vintage. So the time that the grapes are ripe. And it's time to deal with the grapes. And the vintage, the grape season, shall last to the time of sowing. In other words, every season is going to be full and complete, bountiful. You shall eat your bread to the full and dwell in your land safely. In verse 6. I will give you peace in the land. You shall lie down and none will make you afraid. How many of you know God does not want us to live in fear? He wants to give us his peace. He's promised it. I will rid the land of evil beasts. Literally in the, in the original writings it says wild beasts. I'll rid the land of wild beasts that might attack you. And the sword will not go through your land. You will chase your enemies and they shall fall by the sword before you. Let me tell you something. Some of you have been running from the enemy. It's time to turn around, look him in the face and say, I'm not running anymore. I'm going to chase you until I run you down because God is on my side. Next verse, verse number eight. Five of you shall chase a hundred. Now I got to stop here a second. God dropped this in my heart this week and I shared it first service. I'm going to share it again second service. I don't know if it's for one family or if it's for several families. There's a family of five somewhere here right now in this service, a family of five. The enemy has been running on your heels, attacking you for months, and you're wondering, when is it ever going to be over? Everything changes today. Five of you shall chase a hundred. Not five on five. You shall chase down a hundred, and a hundred of you shall put 10,000 to flight. Your enemy shall fall by the sword before you. Friends, it's time for us to take authority over the enemy because Jesus has won and given us the authority today. Verse number nine. I will work, look on you favorably and make you fruitful, multiply you, and confirm my covenant with you. He's going to per perform his, his covenant. He's going to prove he's on our side. Verse 10. You shall eat the old harvest 
and clear out the old because of the new. In other words, how many of you would like to have a little bit of money left in the bank when, when the next paycheck comes? I know they're you got to learn how to manage your money, but this is part of it. God says, I'll bless you that there's abundance that you can be a blessing. Verse number 11, I will set my tabernacle among you and my soul shall not abhor you. God will say, I'll be honored to dwell among you. Finally, verse 13, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt that you should not be their slaves. I have broken the bands of your yoke and made you walk upright. How many of you are ready for God to reign on your life and just pour his blessings into your life? Are you ready for that this morning? We're going to praise God. We're going to be praying in a few minutes. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. The worship team's coming back out. We're going to worship God and, we're, and listen to me. It's one thing for God to pour out his blessing and reign on our lives. It's another thing for us to receive. If you're ready to receive today, open your heart, lift your hands, let's worship God and let him reign on our lives today.
everything that you have spoken will come to pass. Let it be stands to reason that God wants to answer those prayers. What we're doing today is not just something that we do as a discipline to honor God. We do this today because God answers prayer. We're going to pray over four main areas today in the next few minutes. So I want you to begin to pray. Just begin to uh, prepare to pray. This is not about spectation. It's not about looking on and say, well, this is a spectator sport. No, this is participation. I want you to get involved and be passionate as we seek God today. And actually, Anne, if you would, come on out and just share a thought that's in your heart before we pray. Today is incredibly significant. For the last month as a church, we've been praying together. We've been fasting. And God is going to do something amazing today. You know, during worship, uh, during first service, I just felt like God just spoke so clearly to me with this thought. That just as at the time of creation, God spoke, the Holy Spirit was there to perform and to bring into existence what he spoke. Just as that happened today, as we speak, as we ask, as we pray together, the Holy Spirit is here to bring into existence those things that we ask of him. This morning, we are asking according to God's will. We are asking according to his word, and the Holy Spirit will bring about those things. So as those of us on the platform this morning lead in prayer, it's not just us praying. We want all of you to pray along with us, to lift your voices, to ask of God, to allow faith to expand in your hearts today as we pray together because the Spirit of God is here to answer those prayers. Amen. 
We're going to begin praying this morning. We're going to pray first of all over Bridge Youth and our children's ministry here at the bridge. Every, every young person that calls the bridge home, Pastor Corey is going to come and lead us in prayer. You know, every single week at Bridge Youth, we welcome new people by saying, we're here to build you up, not... We say that every single week because today there's so much of the world that is currently looking at the younger generation, this up-and-coming generation, and saying, no, there is no hope. They look at them with a sense of discouragement in their hearts, but we, as the people of God, look at this next generation and we say that there is hope, that there is a future, that God has a plan, and we are not gonna give up on the next generation. Acts, Acts chapter two, it says, it says that in the, in the last days that, that our daughters and our sons will prophesy, that our young men will see vision. God desires to pour out his spirit on this generation. And so we as a church are gonna pray for that. And we're gonna pray um, focusing around two things, for our young adults, for our youth, and for our children. Number one, we're going to pray that at, the, at a young age that they would experience God in a genuine and authentic way. They don't need information. They need life transformation. If they, need, if they wanted information, they can go to Google. But this morning, we're praying that our young people would have experiences with God. And then number two, we're going to pray that our young people at a young age would receive direction for their lives, that God would speak calling into their lives. And so this morning, we're going to pray for that as well because we know that we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. So we're going to pray for young people that God would determine their steps and speak those steps into their lives. This morning, no spectators in this place. There is power in the prayer of great-grandparents. There is power in the prayer of grandparents. There is power in the prayer of a praying mother. There is power in the prayer of a father. There is power in the prayer of friends and siblings. So all over this place, no spectators, would you right now, would you lift your hands, lift your voices, let's lift up this next coming up generation right now. God, we just declare in Jesus' name as we look into this generation that there is hope. God, we just declare we not only believe hope, but we speak hope right now. We speak hope into existence. We speak calling into existence. We pray right now in Jesus' name that you would begin to just flood our young people even right now in this moment that a genuine and an authentic experience would happen with you because if they encounter you now, they will never be able to turn away from that, God. They would never be able to abandon. God, the, those who have tasted and seen that you are good, God, I pray that they would taste and see that you are good. And even in those times, and maybe even this morning, you're already giving visions. You're already speaking calling, God. I pray, determine the steps of our young people, God. Call them out into the political realm, God. Call them into, into producing, into music, into into schools, into education, God, in every single spectrum in our nation, God. Our world needs an awakening. Let it start with our young people, God. I pray, like you said in your word, that you would pour out your Holy Spirit upon our young people. Right now, in Jesus' name, I pray for every grandchild and every child that is a prodigal right now. Even in this moment, God, you're tugging on their heart. They're already taking steps back home right here, right now, God. You're already speaking out to them, God. I pray in in Jesus' name, would you impact our young people? God, would you begin now to call out world changers and change the world through them? God, we believe in them. We are hopeful. We look at this generation with a great anticipation of a new revival through them and through your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, Amen. 
Amen. Praise. Let's give God praise. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you do in this next generation. We honor you today, O oh God. We honor you, O oh God. Now we're going to pray for our spiritual health, the Bridge Church. Everybody that calls the Bridge Church home, we're going to pray for our spiritual health, our spiritual growth, that nobody will be satisfied where they are. They want to keep moving forward. Pastor Nick, come lead us in prayer. Church, what I feel like today is, is a reminder of something that happened in the Old Testament at several times. A spiritual leader would, would come forward and would say, we need to renew our covenant with the Lord. I feel like that's the moment today. We need to renew our covenant with the Lord. We live in a generation that has more access to the Bible, to amazing preachers and teachers than we ever have before. But yet, we are more biblically illiterate than we've ever been before. Because we have allowed substitutes instead of the real thing. I believe that God is calling us to go deeper into the Word. The scripture says that we're supposed to meditate on it day and night. And so I believe today that's what God wants us to do, is a renewal and a hunger for the, for the word and for prayer. I want you to look at the person next to you and I want you to see them as a powerful weapon of God because there is power when we unite in prayer. So church, would you join me as we pray for a revival, for a renewal of spiritual growth in our lives? God, I pray. I pray, Lord, that there is such a burden and a passion that resides deep within our souls. Lord, that something that consumes us so much, that God, that we cannot move on through the day until we have had our word till we have had your instructions for our life, till we have had the power of your authority and your words in our lives. God, I pray that when we wake up in the morning, Lord, it's not about coffee, Lord, it's about the word of God. Lord, I pray that when we go as a family, Lord, it's not about going out, Lord, it's about the power and authority of God. I pray that we as families, Lord, would put the word of God and prayer at the forefront of who we are. God, that we would no longer just substitute, Lord, that we would go to the real thing. That God, that we rise up, that we rise up, whether we've been saved for five days or 50 years, God, you have more for us. There is more on this earth for us to claim, to take territory for your name, because we are your love in action on this earth. And God, you are powerful, you are amazing, you have all authority, Lord, and you have released that to us. God, may we no longer sit on the sidelines, but God, may we take our place in the kingdom of God here and now. May the word of God penetrate our hearts, and God, may it come out in our actions and everything that we do. As husbands, as fathers, as employers, as employees, as children, God, may it flood into every area of our lives. And God, may the fruit, may the fruit be so sweet. God, when we put you first, when we put you first, God, everything is set in order. Everything is set straight. And God, I pray that we as a community, Lord, would put you first in our days, every day. God, I pray that you would just unleash this congregation 
that they walk in the power and the authority and the dominion that you have given them. Lord, may we no longer be emaciated in our spiritual lives, but God, may we stand full and live to the abundance that you have given us. That's what we claim today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Father, we just thank you, Father. We receive your blessing. We receive your wisdom, your direction into our lives, and we'll walk with you in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Now we're going to pray over something that is so vitally important in our world, especially in our nation, our community. We talked about it last Sunday morning. It's God's plan to pass his life from generation to generation through the family and through the home. We're going to pray for marriages. We're going to pray for families today. I'm asking Ann to come lead us in prayer for all of our homes represented here today. Yes. Marriage is God's idea. Family is God's idea. The enemy would love to break apart our marriages and families, but as a church body today, can we rise up together in prayer and say, no way. We are going to fight for our marriages and families. Father, we come before you right now, and first of all, God, we pray for the marriages of the Bridge Church. God, I pray for each and every marriage. God, that you would invade every marriage relationship, God. Father, I pray that our marriages would be healthy and thriving in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray right now for marriages that are hurting. God, I pray that you would pour in your healing power right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray where people have been carrying hurts of the past that today they would choose to let them go so they can move forward in what you have for that marriage. And God, I just pray that you would bring restoration where restoration is in need. God, I pray that husbands and wives would seek you individually. They'd pursue you. And as a result of following after you, they would draw closer together with you at the center of their marriage. And God, we praise you and thank you for working in marriages. God, I pray that husbands and wives would not seek to be understood, but rather they would seek to understand. God, that we'd soften our hearts towards each other and see you invade and do the miraculous. We thank you. We praise you for working in our marriages, God. And Father, right now we pray for families. We pray for all the families of the Bridge Church. Father, everyone, whether they're blended families, foster families, single-parent families, families who are feeling broken today. God, I'm asking that you would invade every family unit. Father, I pray that you would give parents wisdom and guidance to navigate the challenges of life, the things that come up every day. Father, not a natural wisdom, but God, I am asking for divine, supernatural wisdom the parents would seek you first, hear from you, and walk out each day according to the direction you are giving them. And Father, I pray that children will recognize that their parents are doing their best to follow after you. God, I pray that children's hearts would soften towards their parents. God, I pray that parents and children alike, that every family member would begin to see each other as you see them 
that they would seek you first, that you'd be at the core and the center of those families, God. And Father, that you would invade and you would do the miraculous and you would bring unity like they've never experienced before, God. And Father, right now we join our faith with every parent who is standing, believing, trusting you for a child who is not following you. God, we pray for those children right now, whether they're young or whether they're grown, God, you know them intimately. You know them by name. You know right where they are. And God, I am asking right now that you would send ministering angels to them, that you would send labors across their path, God, to catch their attention, to draw them to you. God, I pray their hearts would soften. And God, I pray that their wills would surrender to you and they would come home to you in the name of Jesus. And those families would be restored, united in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Marriages, families, you need to start expecting God to get involved, okay? Which means you got to cooperate with Him and with each other. But God's going to answer those prayers today. I just sense it in my spirit. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to shift just a little bit. One more area we want to pray over. We want to pray for personal needs today. Physical spiritual, material, mental, domestic, whatever it might be. I want to pray for personal needs. As a matter of fact, last week and again this morning, we had prayer cards turned in for this day. i got a stack of cards. It's huge. Different kinds of needs. I read through a lot of these cards. It's amazing the weight that people are carrying today. But if you've read the story of Jesus, you find when Jesus walked into a town and people came to him, everything changed. Everything changed. I believe today God's going to walk into some people's lives and work some miracles in this house today. That's our God. That's the God we serve. That's what he's promised to us. We read about it this morning. We're believing for God's provision. But I also know God responds to faith. We would never intentionally embarrass anyone for any reason. But here's what I want you to do today. As a sign of your faith, if you've got a need in your life, I don't care what area it is, if it's healing, whatever, You've got a need in your life. I want you to just step into the nearest aisle and just stand in that aisle. I'm not going to have everybody come forward. It's a little crowded with the youth. Just step into the aisle if you have a need today. As a sign of your faith, you're going to step into the aisle and believe that God's going to meet you right there. And Pastor Zach's going to come and lead us in prayer, and I'm going to be praying over these needs today. Awesome. Like Pastor said, we're going to be praying for a variety of personal needs right now, but for the last few days, we've been talking a lot about this moment and believing that God wants to heal some people today. How many of you believe that our God still heals today? Do you believe that? Our church has always stood with the belief that God is still a healer. He still heals today. I want to read a passage of scripture to you really quickly. Isaiah 53, verses 4 and 5. Many of us will know this passage. It's one we go to all the time when we talk about healing. Listen to these words. Verse 4. Surely... Surely, it's a sure thing, he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. That's the word of God. I want to read that this morning because there are many of us that when we read that passage of scripture, we understand that it was prophetic, prophetically spoken and pointing to the cross. 
When we think about those words, we realize that Jesus went to the cross for our sins, but some of us have a hard time believing that he also went to the cross for our sickness. The words are written quite clearly. When it says he bore our griefs, it means he bore our sickness, our anxiety, our calamity, and our diseases. When it says he carried our sorrows, it means he carried our pains, both mental and physical, 2,000 years ago. This morning, we're going to pray for a variety of needs, but if you are sick in body, I want to say to you this morning, you might have walked in here carrying a sickness that Jesus did not intend for you to carry because he carried it on his back 2,000 years ago so that today you could be free of that disease. So let's pray this morning, no matter what your need might be, lift your hands in agreement and in faith, and let's see God move among us today. Father, we thank you that you are still a healer. We thank you that you still deliver, that you still restore, that you still mend, and you still make old things, dead things, new and alive. And so, Father, we come to you today asking in Jesus' name that we would see healing manifest in sick bodies today in Jesus' name. We call out disease and say, disease and sickness, you must go and bow down to the name of Jesus at the shadow of the cross. We call out cancer today in Jesus' name, and we say, cancer, be gone in Jesus' name. We call out diabetes today and say, diabetes, be gone in Jesus' name. We call out arthritis and we say, arthritis, be gone today in Jesus' name. We call out every form and variety of sickness that might be found in someone's body and say, let it be found no more today in Jesus' name, God. We stand for other kinds of, of requests today as well, God, not just for physical, but for mental, emotional, and psychological needs today. We speak against anxiety today and we say that fear must go today in the name of Jesus. We call out depression and we say depression, you must go because the joy of the Lord is our strength. We call out post-traumatic stress disorder and we say minds be healed. God, you have not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And I speak sound minds into people's brains today in Jesus' name. God, for every other need that's represented, whether it's provision, we look to you and we know that you are a provider. You want to give us every good and perfect gift that we need. So today we open our hands and we open our arms to receive your provision. God, we look to you and ask for restoration in families, restoration in relationships, restoration to those who might feel broken today in Jesus' name. God, when it comes to provision for those who are believing for homes, I speak provision in homes and new homes into people's lives for new jobs, for better jobs, for growth and business in people's lives today, God. Show yourself strong. Show yourself a provider because it is your good and perfect pleasure to give us the desires and the needs of our lives. So God, we look to you today with open arms. We look to receive and we thank you for what you will do, for what you have done, and for what you're about to do in our lives today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Everybody, just if you would, just stay right where you are just for one moment here. The most important thing we can do today is make sure that everybody in this building has had an opportunity to open their heart to the Lord. And, you know, every church has their own way of doing it. Let me just explain real quickly. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you've never committed your life to the Lord. Maybe you've never even heard the story of Jesus. Maybe you've heard it, but you kind of followed in a distance and said, I'm not interested in religion. Can I tell you something? We're not interested in religion either, but we are interested in bringing you into relationship with God so that you can know him for yourself. 
Because the Bible tells us it was our sin that separated us from God. But God sent his own son to this earth to step into that gap between us and God. To live a sinless life. To lay down his life upon a cross. To take everything that was wrong with us on himself. So that he might put everything that was right with himself into our lives. Great exchange happens when you come to the cross. Friend, God wants you to know him. He wants you to be in relationship with him. Maybe today something's tugging at your heart and you say, I don't understand all this, but something real is going on here. That's God knocking on your heart saying, I want you to know me and I want to know you. I want to be in relationship with you. I want to be your father and I want you to be my child. God can wipe away all your sins, all your past in a moment's time. Give you a hope, not just for this life, but for the world to come of knowing him forever. You say, how, how do I get in on that deal? It all begins with words. It's an invitation. We call it prayer, but it's really just communication. It's saying, God, I need you. I want to lead you in a prayer, and I'm going to ask everybody here, please pray this prayer right out loud with me. And let's just open our hearts to God and let him fill that space in our lives. Pray with me. Say, God, I need you. And I open my heart to you. Please come into my life. I want to know you. Forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me. I believe Jesus is now my Savior. And I choose Jesus to become the Lord of my life. I want to know you. I want to learn your ways. And I want to walk with you now and forever. From this moment forward, you are my Father. And I am your child. Thank you for receiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe you've just been the prodigal on the run, or you know it's time to recommit your life, we have a gift we want to give you. It's a little booklet called The Next Seven Days. It just gives you a little bit of reading for the next week to help you start building that relationship with God. When service is over today, we want to give it to you. There'll be prayer teams here at the front of the building. You can just walk up to them and say, can I get the booklet? They'll give it to you. No strings attached. If you want to visit, great. If you've got questions, you want prayer for something, they're here to help you. If you want to get it and go, that's fine with us. We simply want to help you get started walking with God. And if you're in a really big rush today, out in the lobby, before you exit through the glass doors, right in the middle, there's a counter set up there. You can get the same booklet there. Just stop by and say, can I get the book? They'll give it to you. God bless you. Can we just welcome people into God's family today? God bless you. Now, what we're going to do right now, we're going to sing one more song of worship, okay? So stay, stay on your feet for just a moment. Those of you in the aisles, you can return to your feet. Let's do one more worship song before we change the order of service. weapons are praise and thanksgiving and prayer. And those weapons have no power against the schemes of the enemy. Amen?
may be seated. God bless you. Wow. Great day today at the Bridge Church. God is in the house. We're almost finished this morning. A couple of things we want to conclude with. First of all, we want to worship God with our giving. If you're a guest here today, we don't expect you to contribute. If you'd like to, that's great. There's no pressure on you whatsoever. We as a church believe we bring the first of what God blesses us with back to Him. We honor Him with our giving, and God takes ownership over our finances in life. It's scriptural principle. I just want to say thank you for your faithful support of what God is doing here. The ushers are coming right now. We're going to worship God with our tithes and our offerings. If you would, please, we're almost finished this morning, but stay in your seats. It'll help the ushers and the security team as they secure the offering. And while we are giving, let's watch church news together. February 12th. Every man is invited to join us for a powerful night of fellowship and the teaching of God's Word. This month, the topic will be Ditch the Desert. We'll talk about how to avoid spiritual dryness and keep our walk with God fresh and active. The evening kicks off at 6.30 p.m. when drinks and snacks will be provided. So guys, make your plans to be here Tuesday, February 12th at 6.30 p.m. for Man to Man. Next week, we are launching our spring term of Connect Groups. We are very excited about this spring because there will be nearly 30 Bridge Connect Groups meeting throughout the Temecula Valley. Connect Groups are one of the best ways to meet people in the church and grow together in our walk with God. God never intended for us to do life alone, and we want to help you find community at the Bridge. So next Sunday, after each of our morning services, we will be having our Connect Group Expo. This expo is the perfect opportunity for you to find the group that makes sense for you and meet the leaders and get all of the group details. We hope you'll make your plans to be here next Sunday morning for this fun day and build some new relationships at the bridge through Connect Groups.
Please let us help you start your walk with God. Thanks again for being in church with us today. It's been awesome worshiping with you. Would you stand with us? We're going to sing one more song together. You're welcome to join us down front if you would like to. We believe that God has done amazing things in this place already, and he's not going to stop. Amen.
Sunday.